It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Which big ticket free agents are left out there to be signed? We're offering our picks for which players will command the most money today on the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast. You are Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes, your daily podcast for NFL and college football scouting. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's better than this? It's guys being dudes here on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. We're the Draft Dudes. I'm Joe Marino from Locked On Bills. He's Kyle Krabs from Locked On Dolphins. And we are your NFL experts here with you daily to talk team building across the NFL on Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Joseph, uh, appreciate your patience. Appreciate the patience of everybody who listens to the show. Obviously, we just had a little bit of a hiatus amidst our, our transition and then uh, took Friday off because I had some bad sushi on Thursday night. So I'm uh, excited to be back in the saddle for the first ever Saturday edition of Locked on NFL Scouting. And uh, I'm glad that we found the time to get this one in because I think this is a really fun uh, concept for us to go through, even though your list was blown up by a player who actually signed uh, when we had to push the show back today. So my condolences yeah. for you missing a player on your list. This delay in publishing, does it have something to do with you being sick from eating bad sushi? Yeah, but it really came down to, I had a player that was signed and I'm kind of glad that thing. Yeah. Look, it would, would hate to have to redo the entire podcast, but DJ Chark was on my list. Mm. Now a member of the Carolina Panthers. Kyle, this is a fun fact on DJ Chark and I can't shake this. Okay. Played his, College football for the LSU Tigers. Yeah. Was drafted by the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's only played then he for went Cats to teams. The Detroit Lions. Now he's on the Carolina Panthers. He is the real Sir Purr. Wow. Yeah. That's it's actually that's very fun. Yeah. Super cool. Fun. Big cat guy. So next team is obviously the Bengals. So right. gear up for that. So enjoy him while you can, Carolina. But he's off to the Bengals after after this stint. However long he's there. It's just Cincinnati's next. Um, what were some of your core criteria for this? Because we are we're looking for who we think could be the top annual average per players left on the free agent market. How did you go about trying to attack that list and, and determine who those players would be for you? First of all, shout out Mike Clay. You got to follow this guy on Twitter. He puts together that free agency mm-hmm. sheet with all the players available at every position. And I live on his Twitter uh, timeline, pulling that with every update so I can see it. So I spent a lot of time scouring through that. And then just thinking to myself, who's going to get paid here? Who do I think is going to command a little chunk of change here to be on a team? And I got it narrowed down to five, but then, you know, I've got a whole slew of honorable mentions. So the fun fact about Mike clay uh, Mike Clay also grading the NFL rosters. Saw that. And has the Buffalo Bills and the Miami Dolphins as two of the top three rosters in the NFL as things currently stand. Which which is funny to me because I think Mike is a little high on the Bills defense and he's a little low on the Bills offense in my opinion. So 
We'll see. All I know is that Buffalo and Miami were two of the first three names listed, and that was pretty yeah. cool. It's going to be going to be a year, Kyle. It's going to be a year, in. I'll tell you. Me and you trying to navigate these oh. podcasts and uh, both with Super Bowl aspirations on our minds. So. so let's let's talk free agency and what other players might get involved here for somebody else's Super Bowl aspirations, although maybe not. You know, the things that I tried to look at, uh, just to answer my own question, thanks for asking. Yeah, I was um, getting to that for of sure. Of course, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, one thing that was big for me was playing time. Well, guy, guys who played, like I thought about, like I thought about putting Bud Dupree down on my list as a pass rusher. Bud Dupree played like 40 percent of the snaps last year. Right? If I'm going to hold him up against other guys who are pass rushers who are 30 or older, I want to know. Okay, can you still go and play a high volume of snaps? Because I really think that at this stage of the game, after the first wave of free agency, was really important for me to identify. Hey, this guy could command a bigger market because he's not just going to be a situational player in his next stop. It's a good way to look at. It. I'll tell you this: my top two, easy to settle on them. The next three were oh, a little more challenging. Boy, well, you just put me in a put me in a corner here. But I guess we'll find out. All right, let's uh, you want to start with number fives? Yes. Number five, uh, you want to go first or second? I'll leave it I went you. first last time, so why don't you okay, go first? Okay, cool, cool. Um, number five for me is a player at a premier position who has been a starter on a team that has played in the um, AFC Championship game in each of the last two seasons. Eli Apple, number five on my list. He's not in that... Um, dreaded tier of age for corners so often you see like the 30-year wall that hits corners he's got a little bit of time before that he's been a two-year starter he's been a high variance player at times but was a viable contributor to that Bengals defense um and just the fact that you know he's got presumably a couple year runway yet before the the physical drop off um he doesn't you look at the other corners that are out there I understand it's a good corner class, and that's probably the challenge and why Eli Apple hasn't signed yet, but I think he's a player who has at least stabilized his reputation as an NFL player, and the market for corners, even if he gets a Tier 3 corner deal in free agency, that could still be an AAV of, what, five, six, seven million dollars perhaps, and that, that might be at this stage of the game enough to get you into the top five. That's why I put him yeah. on my list. All right. I I can see your rationale. Um He's not on my list. I'll say that. Is he on your honorable mentions? Didn't make my honorable not, mentions. I might. It might be personal with me and Eli Apple. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Kind yeah. of an annoying guy for a number of reasons. Yeah, I, don't I, even think I Bengals didn't say fans I like this him. game. I'm just saying it. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I don't think Bengals fans like him. You know what I mean? But I, corners. And here's the thing: you mentioned the draft class, and in my honorable mention, I have two other corners that aren't named him. So it's kind of a opportunity there but all right number five for me i have veteran linebacker bobby wagner mm. still out there 32 years old signed what a 10 million dollar a year contract with the rams he, whether he deserved it or not he was second team all pro uh last year and i think there will be a team at some point will that will say we need this veteran guy in the middle of our defense i mean it wasn't but one year ago that the Rams pivoted from, okay, we're not going to get Von Miller. We need something else for our defense. We think it can be Bobby Wagner, and he can make that type of an impact. Still play. Yeah, he can still, can play. still play. So I don't know that this is going to be $10 million per, but I think 
six, seven, eight is well within the strike zone. Eric Kendricks just got seven per from the Chargers as a quote unquote aging linebacker. So I think Bobby Wagner is going to command some money and certainly go to a team that you feel like is going to give him a chance to make a run towards a Super Bowl. Yeah, I think that's um, it's a good call. I'm not going to tip my hand here, but I will tell you my number four player. Uh, it's Matt Filer, uh, offensive lineman, Pittsburgh Steelers, last two years with the Chargers. Uh, look, utility-style player, can play guard, can play tackle. He started a lot of football games. He's been a starter in the NFL going all the way back to 2018. Um, signed a nice size deal with the Chargers. Uh, the Chargers opting to bring back Trey Pipkins and obviously with the investment in Zion Johnson and Corey Lindsley and Jamari Sawyer. And Jamari and Sawyer. And then you're, you're getting Rayshon Slater back. You do the math, right? So it's, this was a contract that you could, could lop off and, and make some more room for yourself elsewhere on your unit or on your, on your roster. Uh, I think he can still play. I don't know how high the ceiling is, but I think what's really important is, is you and I have both referenced our expectation for players at the bottom of this list being six, seven million dollars, right? As the AAV, that's not even the cash received in the first year of the deal. Um, now usually you'll get a signing bonus up front and that'll give you a little bit of front loaded dollars to work with. But I think this is in that same strike zone, five, six, seven million dollars per. For Matt Filer is a player who you could bring in and he's probably going to be able to slot into a weak spot on your roster unless it's center specifically and you feel like he can play it. I wouldn't play him at left tackle, but if you needed a guard, either guard spot or if you needed a right tackle, like Matt Filer can be that guy. Mm-hmm. And that's enough for me to, to put him on this list because of the positional versatility and obviously the, the scarcity of quality offensive linemen around the league. I think it's a good call. You know what you said there that triggered my mind is maybe the Chargers have their O-line figured out finally. Right. Slater, Sawyer, Johnson, Lindsley, Pipkins. Let's go, right? That's a lot of young, talented mm-hmm. players. And a glue guy there in Lindsley who's a vet who's outstanding, one of the better centers in the game. So Can I can I give you a fun fact about the Chargers and their offensive line saga? would love it. I love fun facts. Uh, so you saw this document. I shared with you my super top secret document. Mm-hmm. That has all, all all of what I feel is like my most compelling and interesting pieces of content on it. Very privileged to have access to uh, it. So do you know what team in the NFL over the last 10 years has given out the most contracts in free agency to a player on the offensive line that was equal to 3.5% of that year's salary cap or more annual average salary? Is it the Chargers? It's not. It's the Jets. But the Chargers are number two. <laughs> okay. The Jets have given out seven contracts over the last 10 years in free agency where the average amount per year on the deal was 3.5% of the salary cap or more. The Chargers are number two on that list with six. And those players are Russell Okun, who got 13 and a quarter per. Corey Lindsley, who got 12 and a half per. Each of those are success rates because they, they've, they each made a Pro Bowl with the Chargers under that contract. And Pro Bowls for free agents, offensive linemen is, at least over the last 10 years, it's it's not too prevalent. So if you've got a Pro Bowl free agent signing on the offensive line, you have a success story. And then Brian Bulaga, Mike Pouncey, Orlando Franklin, and dot, 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 Matt Filer. Oh. you going to spill the beans on the Jets? Do you have that real quick? Or? <laughs> yeah, I do. Lakin Tomlinson got 13.33. 
Uh, George Fant got $10 million per. Dwayne Brown got $10 million per. Those are all within the last three years. Connor McGovern, who's also a free agent, got $9 million per. Uh, Ryan Khalil in 2019 got 8.4. Mm-hmm. Kelvin Beecham in 2017 got $8 million per. And Spencer Long got uh, 6.85 per in 2018, and he was out of the league within two years of signing that deal, as, as well as Ryan Khalil. All right. Well, uh, sticking with offensive line, my number four player is an offensive lineman. His name is Dalton Risner from mm. the Denver Broncos. Um, four-year starter for Denver, got drafted, starter for four years. He's 28 years old. If Connor McGovern, Cowboys now Bills, Connor McGovern, is a $7 million a year player, and Ben Powers is what? He's like 13? 13 and th- like 13 and a quarter. You telling me Dalton Risner's not somewhere in the middle of that? You know what I mean? He's got to be like, more than than Cowboys Connor McGovern. What a, yeah, should we should we Penn State Connor McGovern and where, where did the other one go to? Is it Missouri? Yes. So that's it's that's what we have to do. Penn State and Missouri versions, I guess. Cuz um, it's already hard enough for people to keep track of the NFL versions of them, right? So now what, we, what now if we the Bills sign them both? What if the Bills sign them both? What do we do there? That's how, tough. how would you how would you put the jerseys on the back? You'd you know have to what? put them one number apart too, right? Like that have to be like sixty five and sixty six. <laughs> uh, I have no idea what would happen there, but Dalton Risner, uh, twenty eight years old, four year starter, good player. I think that he can command somewhere in that seven eight million dollar a year range and. Uh, very reasonably, I'm surprised he hasn't signed already. We got some more players to get we to do. here. Our top after. three from each. But, after. yeah, after we talk about Built Bar and, of course, the Built March Madness bracket, it's here. We know that you have a favorite bar or puff, and now is the time to make it count. Go to BuiltMarchMadness.com to vote for your favorites. You know, I'm voting for the brownie batter puffs. So make sure that you support your favorite bar or puff. Head on over to BuiltMarchMadness.com and vote. And when you vote, you're going to be entered into a drawing where 50 lucky lockdown listeners will get a free box of Built. Not only that, but someone is going to win a 12-month subscription to Built to have the best bars or puffs delivered monthly straight to your door. If you haven't tried Built Bar, I'm not sure what you're waiting for. They're the best-tasting protein bars on the planet. They're delicious. They're healthy. They're covered in 100% real chocolate, so you got to check them out. Run on over to BuiltMarchMadness.com right now to vote for your favorite bar or puff and pick up a box while you're there. You can vote every day in March, so hop in and support your pick. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Joe, this is going to get pretty awkward because Dalton Risner was my third place oh. listing. Wow. So, good choice. Did, did you want to continue to exhaust the Dalton Risner? <laughs> this, what, what do you think the main reason why Dalton Risner hasn't signed somewhere is? You know what's interesting is like in my mind, I've talked myself into believing that Dalton Risner has had some nagging injuries. 
but then he's really not missed a lot of time over the last four years as I researched in preparation for this conversation today. Um, maybe he's just a little bit older for a second year contract. I'm not sure, but you got to think this guy's a starting caliber guard, at least maybe even a, a tick better than a baseline caliber starting guard. Do you think part of the barrier within his own perspective could be the fact that Ben Powers was signed to replace him and, and got 13 and change? I, I could be more convinced of that if it wasn't a new coaching staff. Okay. it's a good point. I guess that's where I struggle with Ben Powers versus Dalton Risner is like, I would, I would guess Risner's market is 60% of that. You know, right. and that, that's enough to land you in the top five. Obviously that's why we both have him. And we, we explain your threshold here is probably five to 7 million per, but feels like it could be a really good ad for somebody. I'm curious if any of these guys, maybe not the older guys, cause it's a little bit more standard to see the older guys kind of run later into the process, get closer to camp before they sign. But with a guy like Dalton, I'd be interested if he ends up getting past like that June 1st threshold where some teams who are going to have some more money open up. Possibly. Possibly a team like the Miami Dolphins. They're going to have third. I mean, that's a great example of what you're talking about. Right. I mean, it, They're going to get $13.8 yeah. million dollars in salary cap space open up on June 1st. Right. And we're sitting here saying, are you really going to run with Austin Jackson and, and Liam Eikenberg as two of your starters? Or are you going to wait and get a Dalton Rizner and a Matt Filer? Well, and the nice thing about that wave of free agencies, it comes after the draft too. Like that's the hard part about free agency right now is some of these players, it's like, yeah, like you could sign this player, but what happens if you sign this player and then you get to the draft and lo and behold, a, a player falls into your lap. So it's I either mean, some somebody's going to get desperate enough and offer Dalton or Risner a contract that's going to compel him to move, or you might as well be better served waiting until June 1st. And he might as well too, right? Well, that yeah, I mean, the, like for his own market, when teams yeah. have more cap that opens back up, because how many teams do we have with over $20 million of cap space right now? Yeah, it's, is it, it's probably is not that it many. just the Bears? Uh, there's probably there's probably three or four, I would guess. Kyle also producing depends, depends and uh, you look, hosting here. Well done. Yeah, it's it's more than one. It's eight. Okay. Bears have thirty eight. Panthers have thirty. Lions have twenty six. Texans have twenty five. Packers have twenty three. Falcons have twenty two. Cardinals and Colts have twenty one. I guess case in point, how many of those would be in the market for a guard right now? Yeah, I, I didn't. That was one thing as you went through it. I didn't see a ton of need. Logical especially need. specifically at guard. Yeah, maybe the Bears, I guess. But they just paid Nate Davis ten million right, per. Right. All right, my number three player, another offensive lineman. This time we're going to offensive tackle, Donovan Smith, and you can debate what he is in the NFL and certainly didn't have his best year. Tough situation there in Tampa with just how many injuries they had on the offensive line and the offense just really never took off. But this is a guy who's started damn near every single game for Tampa Bay for eight seasons and mm -hmm. has been the left tackle for some really good offenses along the way. And this is going to be his age 30 season. And you mentioned a guy like Dwayne Brown and I'm, I mean, maybe Dwayne Brown's certainly a better player than Donovan Smith, but Dwayne Brown got a nice little chunk of change from the Jets kind of late Two in the years game. 20. Yeah, I mean. At like you, 37. You don't think Donovan Smith entering his age 30 season as an eight-year starter can't get like two years 15 or something like that? 
So I thought, I thought he was a, a good player to add here. Premium position has been durable, played a lot of football, a lot of different schemes along the way. Somebody gets an injury. I mean, what did Eric Fisher get? Not this past year, but when he went from the uh, Chiefs to the Colts originally. I have this. You know what I mean? Like, that type of deal is not there for Donovan Smith. It was like one year, 10 million. Eric Fisher with the Colts in 2021. I have that document on, our special document on. Uh, 8.38. Donovan Smith can't get that? You know what I'm saying? It's another good call, Joe. Top two time here. Top two time here, and things are going to remain awkward for me because Bobby Wagner is my number two player on this list. As you mentioned second team all pro, just got a five year, $50 million contract. We need to do a biopsy on the Rams and the contracts that they gave out last They off won season. the Super Bowl. They no, won last the... offseason. Oh, yeah. No boom. Wagner. Allen Robinson. Yikes. We have to do we have to do it at some point. Yeah, it, like it, it didn't have to fall out like it did. They just right. paid the wrong guys. Right. It didn't so, have to be this. So, yes, you're right. Like, yeah, you guys won the Super Bowl props, but, like, what you did immediately afterwards to try and ride the hide for another year right. has made now a two-year window that's going to be pretty bumpy ride for the Rams. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, but Bobby can still play at a really high level. He played a ton of snaps for the Rams last year. Um, you have to think with his three-down ability – uh, and his veteran leadership, and now the fact that that he's played in a stop like Seattle, and then a stop like what he did, and played at a high level with the Rams last season, uh, he's going to have appeal for a lot of different zone-based defenses. And um, if you're a team that needs a quarterback in your defense, Bobby Wagner could could be the guy. And, and this this might be another guy. I would almost expect Bobby Wagner to sign after June first. Unless somebody comes in with the back. But I don't think he'll get another five-year deal. Uh, but I would expect him to get more than what Eric Hendricks got, as you alluded to, Joe, because I, I think he's still still a better player even at this stage of his career than Eric Hendricks. My number two player is another former Ram. Oh, no. His, his name is Leonard Floyd. <laughs> That's my number one player. So let's, okay, let's, so let's, let's do the thing. Entering his age 31 season, fun fact about Leonard Floyd, he's had at least nine sacks in each of the last three right. seasons. He's playing really well. Someone's going to pay him, man. And he got, Someone's going to pay him. He got four him. for 64 with the Rams. I mean, you talk about some of these other pass rushers that were on my list of consideration were like Jadavion Clowney, uh, Frank Clark. But Leonard Floyd played like 90-something percent of the snaps last year for the Rams. And he's getting better with age. Go yeah, ahead. I'll, really I'll give you the floor back because this is your this is your thing. This but is I your number two... one player, Kyle. I mean, yes. please take the floor. Well, you no. I mean, I, I've said what I need to say. I just didn't want to get undercut on about... a third time in a row. He's aged well. You know what I mean? Coming out of Georgia as like a very lean, explosive type rusher. Yeah. It took him some time to figure it out, but he has. Mm-hmm. Nine sacks in each of the last three seasons. There's probably not that many guys that could say that. So uh, we see that one the same. What's interesting is that my number one player is not on your list. Neither was Donovan Smith. All right. Here's my number one player. And 
I'm interested in your reaction here. But for me, number one, Yannick Ngakwe. Mm. Entering his age 28 season. We talk about Leonard Floyd, nine sacks each the last three seasons. Yannick has never had less than eight sacks in a season. He had nine and a half last year. He had 10 in 2021. He's 28 years old. He's a proven pass rusher in this league, and he's not old at all. And so, I mean, maybe especially a guy like Leonard Floyd, how he's aged, you know, you could feel good about Yannick Ngakwe. I know that he's bounced around a little bit of late with a lot of different teams and traded a couple of times. Like it's that's somewhat concerning, but there isn't a one-year, ten million dollar deal out there for a guy who's had never less than eight sacks in a season yet in his career, and he's twenty-eight years old. I I think there's got to be some cash out there for him. Now, I think we both know that I love Yannick Ngakwe, and I loved him going all the way back to Maryland. I guess my question for Yannick is. This is his fourth team, and this will be his fifth team in as many seasons. Mm-hmm. Jacksonville in 2019, Baltimore in 2020, Raiders in 2021, Colts in 2022. New team in 2023. So five teams in three years. He's always kind of been a 62 thirds to three quarters of your snaps player on defense. But he's never really been a strong run defender, period. So I guess that's my question for Yannick is, is he going to, is he going to start to, now that he's older, start to going to get put in the box? And I don't know what the answer is there. And there's a very realistic chance he ends up being one of the five highest AAVs that are are handed out the rest of the way. So I think that's a good call by you, but that would just be my question for Yannick at this stage in his career. I think his teams have embraced the rotation. I mean, the Philadelphia Eagles last year, 70 sacks, right? Mm-hmm. And Jonathan Gannon said, hey, I think the reason we can do this is because we don't want guys playing more than like three or four snaps in a row. We want fresh bodies out there. That's something that's been a hallmark for them. And, and certainly they had wave on wave of guy. You think about Cincinnati and the quality of their defensive line rotation and how they were able, even able to withstand some injuries there later in the season and being able to lean into a Joseph Asai and a camp sample like, I understand that there's some specialization to what he does, but like this, that specialization is really meaningful. Mm-hmm. And I think that teams are going to want to have those waves of rushers. So I see, I see both sides of it, but um, to me, that was the guy that I was like, yeah, someone's going to pay him. People pay for sacks. That's just what happens in the NFL. So we got honorable mentions coming up, but before we First, do. Yeah. You know, what's also Coming up is more of the NCAA tournament, so now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back. If your first bet doesn't win, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and three strained. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets. And you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. 
If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Okay, Joe. Honorable mention time. Um, were there any on my list that were honorable mentions for you? My my five were Eli Apple, Matt Filer, Dalton Risner, Bobby Wagner, and Leonard Floyd. Well, that weren't in my also my top five, which Leonard Floyd and Bobby Wagner I had. No, I don't. I didn't have any of them. <laughs> it's pretty crazy, huh? So give me the, the name that was hardest for you to keep off then in that case. Um, the name that was hardest for me to keep off was probably Marcus Peters. I thought about Mark. Marcus was on my, when I did the rundown originally and I wrote everybody's names down, his was on. I just couldn't build a, a strong enough case. I know obviously the ball productions speaks for itself, but came off an injury, missed some time with injury, played last year, was not himself. It's a hard one for me. I agree. I, I mean, I, 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 I would agree with you. Rock, Rocky sins another corner. Yeah. It's a good call. He's, wind up being a starter, being pretty decent on some bad defenses. You feel like maybe if he's somewhere else, it could unlock a, a better player. He's still young. I had, um, I had Jets, Connor McGovern. Starter at center. Yeah. Just coming off a 9 million per. Obviously, I, did, go ahead. For a player like him, too, I, I just feel like some of the instability around him makes yeah. it harder. And, and I thought he's held his own pretty well over the last couple of years. How much was positional? How much did positions? Was there a guy that a devalued position that you wrote down but didn't make the case for him to get on because of the position that he played? Maybe Puna Ford out of Seattle. One tech run stuffer, certainly high effort rusher, but it's never really going to be his strength. I couldn't justify him over a lot of other guys. How about Kareem Hunt? Yeah, well, I mean, I these him. running backs aren't getting paid anything though. Right, I wrote him down on the like, he might get three. Right, that's probably what I would expect. Right, and if he gets three, that's probably not not enough on the the market that's left for you to be in the top five. Right, you still got. Zeke out there and Leonard Fournette for whatever you think he is. Those, you know, there's other guys out there at running back. I'll tell you the hardest player for me. And I'd love to get your thoughts here, obviously, because in every imaginable way, this player should have been paid a nice second contract. His name is Isaiah Wynn, who, when he's been healthy for the New England Patriots, been a really high quality player. Mm hmm. But the injuries have just been crazy throughout his yeah, entire career. Relentless. But this guy's a legit good left tackle when he's on the field and he's, you know, coming off of his rookie deal. You'd you'd think there'd be some money out there for him, but I totally understand any hesitation that a team would have. You have to think that's a one year deal, right? No doubt. That's gonna be the one year prove it deal. Maybe we put some conditional money in for you. I think what's really interesting about Isaiah is now he's played left and right tackle. He's played on both yep. sides now because they moved him last year. 
So that I think could, could be very compelling for, do you need a swing tackle? I mean, shoot, it wasn't that long ago that Ty Inseki was getting nice size contracts to, to be your de facto third tackle yeah. as a swing. He got Ty Inseki from Buffalo in 2019, got $7 million per. Mm-hmm. Did he ever end up starting on that contract? He platooned with Cody Ford. Like they would legit rotate at right tackle. During the games? Yes. How how frustrating is that? It's very, it was very frustrating because I think the <laughs> whole time you knew Ty Inseki was better. Yeah. But you wanted Cody Ford to play, but then you just kind of knew he was a guard and he wasn't playing guard. It was It was frustrating. How about this one, Kyle? Matt Ioannidis. Mm-hmm. Whatever you think about him, just remember that he signed a one-year $9.5 million contract with the Panthers last offseason, and he had a great season. Right. It, if I'm Matt Ioannidis, I am beside myself that I can't get more than that. You know what I mean? Like, you did the one-year prove-it thing. You got out of Washington. You played a lot of snaps. You did everything you needed to do. And there's not more out there for you right now. And maybe there is. And maybe he should have absolutely been part of our top fives for that sound reasoning. But he's a guy that I, I took a hard look at as well. Only the name I had down was Frank Clark. Had him down too, yeah. That was my last name. Obviously, he's he's not the player that he once was. Um, much more of a rotational guy down the stretch for Kansas City. Kind of known for making plays in the playoffs. 30 years old at this point. I believe this is his age 31 season that's coming up. So could I could I see him get two for 12 or something like that? Yeah. So I think that puts, puts him in consideration for sure. The last guy that I had down that I thought was worth mentioning is Shaq Griffin. Uh, Jaguars mm-hmm. signed three years, 40 million going into 2021. A pretty good two-year starter. In Jacksonville, obviously a good run with Seattle, 27 years old, cornerback. Got to be a few bucks out there for him. Hey, that's a good call. That's going to do it for us here today on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast with the Draft Dudes, Kyle Krabs, Joe Marino. We want to thank you guys for checking out the show. You can find Locked On NFL Scouting on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. We appreciate you guys making us a part of your day. Enjoy the rest of your weekends, and we will be back to talk with you all again on Monday. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.